0: Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. I'm your host, Lisa Kosky, an attorney who became a mediator. I work to guide couples through their divorce with as much ease as we possibly can. I know that this can be a very scary time for people. And the purpose of this podcast is to take the fear out of divorce and to teach people that there is a better way to do it. And if you have kids, you know that the best thing you can do for them is to be a united front. We're so happy that you're here. Hi, I just wanted to get in here and tell you about my Parenting Plan course. It can help you no matter where you live, and what stage of the divorce you're in or how you're going through the divorce or maybe even if you're already divorced or were never married. This parenting plan is here to help you parent together even if you're not together because we all know that that is what is best For our children, we can actually mitigate the damages that having separate parents causes children by working together. So start now. Go to lisakoski.com. Check out my online course. It's going to save you time and money. Whether you're working with a mediator, attorneys, or collaborative law attorneys, you together can have this piece of your paperwork completed on your own, Through my online course. Check it out now. I promised after last week's episode of Doing Divorce Different on Affairs and Divorce that we would have a follow up because there was one question we didn't answer. So this week on Doing Divorce Different, Brian came back in. And he helps us answer this huge question of, what about if I suspect my spouse is cheating? It's a really, really awesome one. So I'm so thankful to share it with you. Listeners, I had to bring you back for part two of talking about affairs because Brian was kind enough, Brian Burns here with me was kind enough to come back because when we said goodbye in our last episode, I looked through all the questions and I said, I think I hit on all of them, but I said, Oh, I miss this one. What if I strongly suspect that my spouse is having an affair? And Brian said, Oh, we need to talk about that one. So here we are to talk about that. Brian, take it away.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just, such, I, that's a, uh, in, in therapy and working with couples, that's just so common that, that, uh, Well, I wouldn't say it's a hard scenario where one spouse has suspicions and the other spouse is and sharing them. um, And if they are, the the other spouse is denying them. And I think most often in my experience, if you have suspicions, um, if something doesn't feel right or things aren't adding up, then you're probably onto something. Um, now that doesn't mean that there, you know, that there's a full-blown sexual intercourse affair happening, um, but there's very likely, in my experience, some dishonesty and deceit, uh, and so trust, trust your gut, and particularly if the uh, if the other spouse is, you know, putting up a strong defense. You know, the best defense uh, is a good offense, as we all know. Um, So, so the, those spouses that I hear just uh, self-righteously saying, how could you, you know, not trust me? That's, that's, that's your insecurity. That's your problem. I would never do that. That demonstrates a lack of compassion, a lack of, uh, of, of empathy about the other person's feelings, not taking those feelings seriously, which is a problem in and of itself. Um, And I think It it, you know, that that spell doesn't have a lot of credibility in my mind. Um, And so I think if you have suspicions, then um, I hate to say it. I mean, that's a painful thing to have to face. But it's probably uh, based on on something real.
0: Well, that that's helpful. And it's interesting, because um, my last podcast, um, the woman, Wendy Sterling talked about she just had a feeling in her gut and she mm-hmm. was right. Yeah.
1: And yeah. I
0: yeah. so yeah. appreciate yeah. you bringing that up. And then mm-hmm. to Ryan, as I walk the earth, I see so many women who feel like, oh, they're being crazy. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I shouldn't bring this up. This is just me. I'm insecure. Yeah. You know, so they carry that with them. And then if you've got on the other side of that, someone who is, Denying it and Mm -hmm. adding fire to that fuel Mm -hmm. of making you feel like, and Mm -hmm. I, Brian, I have seen that in my life, in my family, in my friendships, and that's sad. And it's okay to trust your gut, and it's not wrong for you to talk to your spouse if you're questioning something. And they don't—they don't get to tell you how you're supposed to feel or that it's stupid. They need to have compassion and make you feel better.
1: Truth. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a scary thing to face the truth. Uh, it's, it's always hard to face the truth, but it, but it, it, that's the only path to really feeling full happiness and joy and meaning in your life, whether that's in a marriage or, or in other ways that facing right. the truth is, um is the right path uh, to a healthy marriage. So, yeah. so, and, and, Uh, When there is like unspoken things like that, uh, I mean, that becomes kind of a collusion, right? Like one, like the cheating spouse isn't going to talk about it. And the spouse who's scared to face it is um, not going to talk about it either. And then they're both kind of colluding. And again, that doesn't mean that it's the uh, hurt partner's fault, but it's that kind of unspoken agreement that they're in that keeps things going. So yes, be brave, be courageous. Um, if, uh, and, and, and call it out.
0: And you know, I, I can't help but see um, how self-love plays into this. Yeah. Love mm-hmm. yourself enough mm-hmm. to, yes. you, you yes. need to be respected by that other person. Yes. You need to be able to tell them how you're feeling. And so um, I just, that's such a thing that I, I see with so many people. If they could lo- love themselves enough, to right. value how they're feeling, so that they will bring it to the table, that can heal right. a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally, um, Lisa. I want to say uh, just another, I guess, overall some overall comments about affairs. Um, it, you know, the 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 institution of marriage is an interesting thing. I, I think it's I think it's the best way. Um, I'm biased uh, for sure. Yeah. A big fan of marriage. Yeah. Um, I think it's the best way to to really um, live a, a, a meaningful, healthy, happy life because you're forced to learn about yourself and face reality and 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 be a full person uh, with someone else. Um, but monogamy is not easy. Um, okay. I you know I, maybe there's some mammals that practice monogamy in the world, uh, but I don't know of any. Um, and humans are no exception to that. It's 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 not particularly natural uh, to only have sex with one person your entire life. Uh-huh. Um, so so it's hard. The the reasons why people have affairs um, are pretty simple. It's more a question, I think, of why not? Why don't you have affairs? Right. Um, why, why don't you? And and that those questions, I think, are are answers are more powerful. It's because you. Um, care about your marriage because you you don't want to hurt your spouse and your kids because you have values that um, are important to you, uh, integrity. Um, and those are, you know, those are e- maybe easy answers to say, but to live the, those answers, I think is is crucial. Uh, and that's how we stay monogamous and have healthy marriages.
0: Right. To keep those at the forefront of your yeah. mind. And um to stay open mm-hmm. you know i mean i've been married for 30 years so i and i haven't had a lot of help <laughs> so i i probably could have good used job. it not a little
1: <laughs> good job you're uh doing better than 50 percent of us
0: I know. I know or so it seems so that that is good and um you know it just is this is such good information For people so again thank you for popping back in here and spending the time
1: you're welcome i do one just qualify qualify something here i've been speaking in you know very traditional marriage um heterosexual marriage um terms throughout these two uh conversations so i just want to kind of say that that um most of what i have said um, likely applies to less traditional um, family configurations and relationships. Um, but the topics or or the choices of an open marriage or polyamory or I mean those affairs happen in those scenarios as well. Um, but it's Okay, that's kind
0: of mind-boggling and that's a whole nother thing in my well, head.
1: We all are operating under contracts, either spoken or unspoken. To successfully have an open marriage, like, God bless you, I'm not, that, that's hard, but that involves contracts and agreements, and people are not good at keeping agreements in those <laughs> scenarios either. So, yes, right. so happen in open marriages and in uh, polyamorous uh, families. That is an interesting well,
0: perspective that mm-hmm. I never thought of.
1: Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah. So
0: the same truths apply absolutely. to any, any yeah. kind of a category.
1: absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, a lot of therapists aren't you know in our training. We're we're just not exposed to those non traditional, um, like the gay, uh, especially gay male relationship culture going back decades. Is um, that's more much more normative to have open relationships that. Uh, are based on agreements that you know don't fall in love um with anybody else but uh one night stands or trysts or miss or are perfectly um within the norm uh, so so again there are rules but it's just a different different um uh agreement that is that works um,
0: i could so see that- where that could be dicey the more a little bit more complicated
1: it um it's it sure can be it, unless it's just your norm you know it's what you're used to right
0: uh,
1: but for yeah for traditional more traditional relationships that would be it often is very dicey and yeah. uh, I, I have um couples a- actually after an affair they'll like one of the things that they'll try to maybe heal and bring spice back into things is to open up the marriage. And, um, again, I, I can see how that could work, but again, like there has to be rules. People break them. People do fall in love. People do sleep with their friends, their kids, friends, moms, and it just, it just, it's dicey.
0: That is interesting too. I had no idea (laughs) that that was how people were trying to heal some of their marriages. it's,
1: It's one way. Um, but it's it's a, a kind of often a knee-jerk reaction kind of right. way to do it, and right. not based When you're on in those, that
0: acute stage, maybe you're making those yeah, decisions. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. It's sort so of.
0: From-
1: it, it's sort of you're kicking the can down the road. Frankly, uh, to to when you can get to, to real healing, which is fine. I mean, some people need to kind of do it their own way. Um, before really facing the truth about themselves and their spouse,
0: right? Yep, and it can take a long time. Sometimes, sometimes yes. I don't know that it ever heals.
1: Right. That's like that's no. the as, as we talked last time. For for two thirds, you know, it may never really fully heal.
0: Right. And you know, when you when I look back, like on my grandparents. I don't know. And I think things have changed with what we expect from marriages. I think you mentioned that. But when I look Mm -hmm. back at them, I don't know if they had that great of a marriage. I don't know if it, you know, Um, but that's, nobody expected more. It seemed like.
1: Yeah. It's different expectations, different norms. Um, And for them, maybe it was a great marriage, Uh, but for- For you, it sounds, and definitely for me, that's not the kind of marriage that I want to have.
0: You want one of those that helps you grow into the beautiful human being that you are meant to be. That's right.
1: I want to feel loved and cared for and important and desired. And I want to be that spouse too. I want to be loving and desiring and compassionate and fun. And it takes two They want that. And they're able to do it, like you said, because they love themselves, because they know themselves and they can choose. They're not dependent. Right. They're choosing it.
0: Yep. I love that. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Thank you so much for popping back in today. I so yeah. appreciate it. You're, Brian, you're the best. Thanks, Thank you Lisa, so much. You. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Doing Divorce Different. We come around every week, so please hit subscribe so that you can join us each week to delve into all the topics surrounding divorce and children and doing divorce a different way. Go to lisakoski.com to connect with me.